0: So I would like to welcome everybody to our second part of a series on Abraham Joshua Heschel, Human Dignity as a Divine Concern by Dr. Jorah Bondi. And um, without further ado, Dr. Bondi.
1: Thank you. Shouldn't we wait a minute or two for uh, people who might late, I don't don't know.
0: It is up to you, however you would like to run.
1: In, In Israeli, everybody, late. I don't know what is your <laughs> costume in New York City.
0: We can give two more minutes. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe it's a Jewish costume. I don't know of the Eastern Europe. The <laughs> <from> Eastern. <laughs> maybe I, I will say a few words about our last class and then and then uh, if someone will will come later we will not uh, miss our Today class, all right. Um, in in our last class, I spoke about two meetings uh, of Heschel. The first one with Adolf Hitler, and the second one with Martin Luther King. The first one led 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 him to the second one when he met. Hitler, he understood that his mission as a Jewish philosopher is to to help uh, humanity to find um, spiritual sources for the values of democracy, for the values of equality, for fight against racism. And this understanding led him to the meeting, to his last meeting with Martin Luther King, in which he cooperate with this great leader of the U.S. in his fight for uh, civil ra- for civil rights, and um, you know you know the history of of uh, the civil rights movement. Today, uh, we will read together one of his one of the most famous. uh, Speeches of Abraham Joshua Heschel in his first meeting with Martin Luther King. It was in Chicago on 1963 um, uh, when Heschel became engaged in the civil rights movement. There was a conference about religion and race, and uh, Martin Luther King was the first speaker, and Heschel was the last. And this in, in Today we will read this speech about religion and racism in order to understand how Heschel see the human dignity. Racism is the the worst case of um, um, unrespected uh, behavior, uh, perspective, which lost the sight of human dignity. And with this speech, we will understand Heschel's understanding of human dignity, all right? Let's start. We have a costume in these classes that I invite someone to read the paragraphs. Does someone want to be our first reader of the first uh, uh, paragraph?
2: I'm happy to read.
1: All right. Do you want to open your, your uh, camera so we can see you? No. Okay. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, at the first conference on religion and race, the main participants were Pharaoh and Moses. Moses's words were, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go that they may celebrate a feast to me. While Pharaoh retorted, who is the Lord that I should heed this voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go. The outcome of that summit meeting has not come to an end. Pharaoh is not ready to capitulate. The Exodus began, but is far from having been completed. In fact, it was easier for the children of Israel to cross the Red Sea than for an African-American to cross certain university campuses.
1: Yes, what do you say about such an opening of speech, of a speech, what do you think? Is it uh, but, uh, you know, uh, a link to Martin Luther King's saying, let my people go or, this is much more deeper opening.
3: It's a beautiful opening.
1: Yes, amazing. There, there, you, you can hear it. There is a, yeah. a re- record of, of this opening. You can read how the audience was uh, was uh, cheered and was che- uh, cheered and and uh, uh, li- love this opening. But is there deeper meaning? What is, why this is, this is really the first conference on religion, on religion and race, the conference between Pharaoh and Moses. Is there a deeper meaning in this opening? I want to say that all this speech, all the rest of the speech tries to, to explain why this is a, a very deep opening to this issue and what I shall shall try I shall try to, to do in this speech is to analyze our religious feelings and to divide between two kinds of religious feelings, one the faith in one God, and the other idolatry. We tried. You will try. We, we will read it immediately. But as an introduction, I, I, I try to say that believing God is not by saying "I believe in God." The deep question is what happened in your consciousness, what happened in in your heart, what should take place in your mind when you really believe in one God, and what happened in a a state of mind of idolatry. There are people who say, I I believe in God, in one God, I uh, believe in monotheism, but when you uh, investigate, what happened in their heart, in their mind, you will find an idolatry. This is what Heschel is going to say here. and, And he believes, as Martin Luther King, that real faith in God has to lead to fight against racism, and when someone is racist. He can say 100 times I believe in God, but his state of mind is a devil. All right. Another uh, one wants, wants to read the, the next paragraphs, all the several paragraphs. Yes, surely, surely.
3: Religion and race, how can the two be uttered together? To act in the spirit of religion is to unite what lies apart, to remember that humanity as a whole is God's beloved child. To act in the spirit of race is to sunder, to slash, to dismember the flesh of living humanity. Is this the way to honor a father, to torture his child? How can we hear the word race and feel no self-reproach? Race is a norm. Race as a normative, legal, or political concept is capable of expanding to formidable dimensions. A mere thought, it extends to become a way of thinking, a highway of insolence, as well as a standard of values, overriding truth, justice, beauty. As a standard of values and behavior, race operates as a comprehensive doctrine, as racism. And racism is worse than idolatry. Racism is Satanism. Unmitigated evil. Few of us seem to realize how insidious, how radical, how universal as evil and evil racism is. Few of us realize that racism is man's gravest threat to man, the maximum of hatred for a minimum of reason, the maximum of cruelty for a minimum of thinking. Perhaps this conference should have been called Religion or Race. You cannot worship God and at the same time look at man as if you were a horse. The aim of this conference is, first of all, to state clearly the stark alternative. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day. I have set before you religion and race, life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life. What is an idol? Any God who is mine but not yours, any God concerned with me but not with you is an idol. Faith in God is not simply an afterlife insurance policy. Racial or religious bigotry must be recognized for what it is, blasphemy.
1: Please continue one, one more paragraph.
3: In several ways, man is set apart from all beings created in six days. The Bible does not say God created the plant or the animal. It says God created different kinds of plants, different kinds of animals and then the source. In striking contrast, it does not say God created different kinds of man, men of different colors and races. It proclaims God created one single man. From one single man, all men are descended. To think of man in terms of white, black, or yellow is more than an error. It's an eye disease, a cancer of the soul, How many disasters do we have to go through in order to realize that all of humanity has a stake in the liberty of one person? Wherever, whenever one person is offended, we are all hurt. What begins as inequality of some inevitably ends as inequality of all? Wow.
1: Did you ever read such a text? (laughs) I'm sorry? Did you ever read such a text? Unbelievable, deep text.
3: Yes, yeah, wonderful,
1: very meaningful. Every line is is, is, is we I have no words to, to, to speak about such words. But I still want to ask you, what is the most important sentence in this uh, paragraphs. All these paragraphs that. Uh, uh, how, do you, how do you explain you? How do you say your name, uh, Cheryl? Yes?
3: Cheryl? Cheryl. Cheryl. Yes.
1: Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl. Uh, what in, in what Cheryl read? What the most important sentence to understand the divide? The the the. the what I tried to explain us about the difference between idolatry and a real faith. What is the best sentence? What do you say? The most important one.
3: I think the one that racism is man's gravest threat to man. Mm. Few of the us realize that racism is man's gravest threat to man. I, was, that's, I mean, I could pick out probably five of them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Annie, do you want to say another one?
3: I was just saying from one single man, all men are descended. Mm-hmm. That, that's the key one for me, though. The others are also key. Or how about um, all of humanity has a stake in the liberty of one person? Oh,
1: that's a good one. Yeah. There are
3: Wait. 20
1: others. Yes. Jeffrey? Jeffrey?
0: There are 20 you here, Jeffrey, yes. Yes. Uh, is this the way to honor a father, to torture his child? That is a powerful
3: statement, I think. That really is, yeah.
2: For me, the one that sticks out uh, theologically is, you know, any God who is mine but not yours. Any God concerned with me but not with you is an idol. Uh, because in, like, the sense of monotheism, like, even if you – didn't really understand monotheism or have a commitment to it, that really gets to it in a way that I think a lot of people don't usually talk about it.
1: Yes, yes. I I think this is the most important, maybe not the most powerful line, but the most important to understand what Heschel tried to say here. What is an idol? What is an idol? Idol is not but an image. Idol is not but, uh, you know, something that you can see, no, Idol is a God who is mine but not yours. When your religious feeling is that your God is yours but not others, your mind is a mind of idolatry. You can say a lot of times, Shmai But if you say, when you say, oh my God, you mean mind God, mind God, and not, and not God of other human beings, You you make God an idol you make you make your uh, your god an idol this is a very critical saying against religious communities and religious people who relate their god as their own who relate their god as someone who cares only for them as someone who they Maybe I can say, there are people, all of us, in in specific times, that we we create God in our image. When your God is only yours, the reason is that you created him in your image. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And this is an idolatry. And when you look at a, at a person from another gender, or another race, or another age, anything, and feel that God cares, that God concerns for you, and not for him or her, you are in a, in a you state of mind is an idolatry. And I uh, don't know what to say about a lot of religious people who behave like this. In fact, I believe you know the saying that in the field, in a war, everyone became believer, becomes believer. Yes, you, you know this saying, but this belief in the field, in the war is an idolatry you know when uh, you know I, I am from israel when i believe you you feel it in my accent when uh, an israeli soldier pray for god and a palestinian soldier from the other uh, side uh, pray for god in the middle of the war if they believe that God curse only for them side for their side. They might be in in, in they might be in in they might mean uh, <laughs> it's hard to say but they they might make our God an idol and because they think that. God cares only for them. Why? Why God cares on, why God concerns only about them, only for them? Because uh, for the Israeli soldier, God is an Israeli. And for the Palestinians, uh, soldiers, God is a Palestinian, is a Muslim. This, this is not belief, this is not a faith. In one God.
3: But there's the whole concept in Judaism, Doctor, about uh, not gloating when your enemy is in trouble or in pain. We don't celebrate.
1: But yes, but but it's not only not to celebrate, but the question is who is your God? If if a thief who tried to rob a bank pray for God that he will help help him to make this crime and God uh, makes a miracle and help him to, 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 to take all the money. This is not our God. This is an idol. This is an idolatry to pray for God that he will help me to, to make a crime. God the one God is the God who cons- who, who loves all the people, the God who, who cares for the good, the God who guides us in his ways of justice, of compassion. This is the one God. And this is why racism, okay, the gravest Threat to men can come only from idolatry. If there is someone, if someone racist, he can't be a, a real uh, believer. A real, he uh, can't, he ha- can't have a real. He has a. I don't know. You can't have a real faith in one God.
3: I think I'm missing something because my question is basically if Judaism is part of its foundation or teachings is the fact that we shouldn't gloat or feel superior to our enemies, that it just so happens with with or without God's obvious intervention let's say we win a war, um, which has happened, you know, where we, we, we really beat the odds in Israel, um, but we're not supposed to glorify our winning to the point that we don't feel bad for our enemies' losses, um, everything that happens to them, death, mis- dismemberment, they're blown up, whatever. Um, so my question really is we already have that concept within our own religion we have that in the torah where you know we we feel bad that the enemy has to be like this we feel bad that we have to go to war we don't really want to go to war you know if hezbollah would put down all of their weapons and there would be no war you know, uh, over there, you know, uh, whoever our enemy is, we're not looking to get into a fight with them. So, of course, of course. you know, what I'm saying is we do have compassion. But then on the other hand, we have to defend ourselves. Of course,
1: of course. But why we should defend ourselves?
3: Because, because
1: we... <laughs> life is important. That's why. No, 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 no. Because why life is important why life is secret because we try to live in ways of justice and compassion and when someone when someone tried to kill an innocent people an innocent human being we have to fight against him but but this is not because we are better, we are uh, the chosen people, and he is not. But because we try to behave, we try to live in, in a good ways, in, in, in ways of justice and compassion, and he, he tried to kill an innocent human being. Uh, not everyone has the right to defend himself. Wait, yesterday. not everybody
3: so, has the right to defend uh,
1: that? himself. <laughs> can you explain someone, that? When someone is uh, is uh, you know it, when someone is a murderer, he has no right to to defend himself. He should leave his weapon, and only then we can try to help him. But, the murderer. But but the 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 source of the human dignity lies in our uh, behave behave to each other in brotherhood in peace this is the this is the sort of our right to live and if someone if someone lose is self if someone lose loses is human dignity if someone uh lost is Zalem uh, Elohim when he behave in racism, in uh, in uh, when he hurt, when he kill an innocent human being, uh, we we have to fight against him. But but we lost, but we lost the the lion of the class. I want to to come back and to speak about how. The, the faith in one God is the soul, the source of, uh, of the, maybe I will share with you another another uh, another um, thing that, that I prepared. Please please I, I will I will it it I will I will use it to 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 um, explain myself. Please see this. Uh, can you see it? Yes. Yeah, A right. Idolatry, the state of mind, is when I create. Uh, I create God in my in my image. You know when I am red. You know there are people who live uh, near the sea, and they feel that the sea is the source of their life, and, they'll believe, and they believe that. The sea defends them from their enemies, and they believe that the sea is their God. And they are the people of the sea. And there are another people, another nation, who feel such a feeling to the mountain. And there are another uh, tribe who feel uh, such a feeling to their spring. And every the people of the sea who live near to the sea believe that the sea is their god, and the people of the mountain who, who live on the mountain, on the top of the mountain, believe that the mountain is is their god, and etc. And in, in idolatry, the state of mind that you create God in the, in your image. The people of the sea believe that the sea is their god. The people on the mountain believe that the mountain is their god, etc. And such, such state of mind lost the sight of human dignity because the people of the sea call themselves the people of the sea. They have no sense of humanity. They look on the people of the mountain as... Another kind of creator, of, of, of creature. Yes, we are the people of the most important God, the sea, and you are the people of non important God, the mountain, and vice versa. Yes, this is an idolatry. And
3: do, you think maybe, the Noah, do you think the Noahide laws um, are part of idolatry? Please is it, the, your question? Well, that distinguishes the Noahide laws separates Jews from others. So already there's an other. And the others are to follow the Noahide laws. That's what we think God wants in the Torah. So would you classify that separation, that idea, that distinction as a form of idolatry?
1: Yes. What is unbelievable in Heschel's saying here that he it 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 doesn't um, speak from the sources
3: from I'm sorry
1: he does it doesn't speak from the sources from the Jewish sources right. from the Torah from the stories
3: well he did have one but citation
1: is right but this is not the the foundation of his saying the foundation of his saying is the uh, analyze our consciousness and divide between two kinds of consciousness. Now, if you have any source that you find as racist, Heschel will have a question about this source. How such? How how this Jewish source say saying that we might understand has come from idolatry. This is a question about the source. This is not... When I understand the deep uh, divide between idolatry and faith, I have no fear from sources. Because there is a question, how should I explain the sources? But my faith doesn't stems from sources. My step my my face comes from standing before one God. And standing before God, one God is such state of mind.
3: So that then he- Heschel would say that Heshel would say that the the fact that there is a separation, a different method of worshipping God for two different groups, Jews and non-Jews, is irrelevant because there's still one God above all of them that's the same.
1: This will be our next class, in which I will try to explain about human dignity from Heschel's speech about religious pluralism, about interface dialogue, about your, question, your last question. But this is, will be our next next class. Now, I, I'm trying to explain what is the meaning of faith in God, in one God. The, the meaning of faith in one God is when you feel that one, the one God is the father of all the human beings. When you, this is the source of humanity. This is the biblical source of humanity. This is a very important, uh, maybe the most important saying of the Bible that God is not the sun, and God is not the spring, and God is not the sea, and there is only one, the first human being that all the people was created by God, and all the people are as a child of the one God, and this is a very important source of humanity. As you know, this is the very opening of uh, the declaration of the independence of the U.S. All men were created equal. This is the very source of the democratic value of equality. Right? This is a state of mind. This is how faith takes place. And this is how idolatry takes place. All right, let, let's read, continue, continue the, the next uh, paragraph in which I shall will explain <laughs> the, um, much more deep, deeper. Uh, the faith in one God and its uh, implications about uh, human dignity and racism. I will reshare the, the page of the sources uh, here. Um, so is, does someone want to read uh, here is that, is that equality?
2: I'll read. Thank you. Okay. <clears> that equality is a good thing a fine goal, may be generally accepted. What is lacking is a sense of the monstrosity of inequality. Seen from the perspective of prophetic faith, the predicament of justice is the predicament of God. It is not humanity that endows the sky with inalienable stars. It is not society that bestows upon every man his inalienable rights. Equality of all men is not due to man's innocence or virtue. Equality of man is due to God's love and commitment to all men. Should I continue? Please continue. The ultimate worth of man is due neither to his virtue nor to his faith. It is due to God's virtue, to God's faith. Wherever you see a trace of man, there is the presence of God. From the perspective of eternity, our recognition of equality of all men seems as generous an act as the acknowledgement that stars and planets have a right to be. Should I keep reading?
1: Please continue. More two paragraphs. Okay.
2: (laughs) How can I withhold from others what does not belong to me? Equality as a religious commandment goes beyond the principle of equality before the law, Equality as a religious commandment means personal involvement, fellowship, mutual reverence, and concern. It means my being hurt when an African-American is offended. It means that I am bereaved whenever an African-American is disenfranchised. There is no insight more disclosing. God is one, and humanity is one. There is no possibility more frightening. God's name may be desecrated. God is every man's pedigree. He is either the father of all men or of no man. The image of God is either in every man or in no man.
1: Thank you. Another paragra- a powerful, very powerful paragraphs. Yes. What is? What did you ask? What did you ask? I, I asked, I say. As I said, that we read. Uh, uh, again, very power, powerful yes. paragraphs. But again, my question is what is the most important, um, what is the most unique sentence here for you? What is the.
3: Oh. He okay. is either the father of all men or of no man. In other words, you can't have God unless you have God of. The father of everybody.
1: Yeah. Yes, it's, it's very. It's same to to the last saying from uh, what is an idol, an idol, but in a positive saying, as a positive saying. Yes, but what do we say about the sentence? Equality as a religious commandment means personal involvement, fellowship mutual reverence and concern. Why why religious commandment uh, makes such a change to the understanding, to the feeling of equality? What is the deep difference between a commandment and principle uh, of of the law?
3: you have to do something if it's a commandment. You have to Why? actually do it. Why? That would mean you'd have to actually be involved with people who weren't exactly like yourself.
1: Yes, but you know, I, I, I know a lot of religious people who don't read it in the, in the Jewish law and they don't feel, they don't understand it as a commandment to to feel mutual reverence to uh, another human beings.
3: Uh, right. Why, yeah. why
1: why God why God why God uh, change like this the meaning of equality? Why the meaning of equality before the law uh, is is less is less uh, deep is it, it doesn't make you feel mutual reverence and concern for another human being what do you say
3: you can't force someone to feel mutual reverence by law you can force them to act nice but you can't force them to actually feel it by why law
1: god, and, and why god why god uh, what do you say all of you why god why god contribute? such meaning to equality why
2: well i mean for one thing when we're comparing it to secular laws secular laws like change and god doesn't change but if you say that this isn't you know this isn't something that's up for debate uh you know the dignity of another person whether or not they can participate in certain aspects of society what this is is not just you know a political disagreement or you know slighting another person what you're doing is diminishing the appearance of god on earth when you deprive someone of their dignity yes
0: laws are man-made what laws are man-made and there are places that have laws that say you are not equal some are more equal than others and this doesn't change the fact that God's commandment is that we are all equal.
1: Yes, but it's not only about commandment. The, the 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 secret is, as I see it, is the meaning of God. If God is a father, can you for one moment see your brother or sister in the room? Can you feel what is the source of the feeling of brotherhood or sisterhood. Can you see your, your brother or sister and ask yourself, what makes me feel such feelings to my brother, or to my sister? What is the secret of brotherhood? Why I feel to my brother or sister feelings that I don't feel to my best friend? What, what is the source of, of the meaning of brotherhood and sisterhood? I believe, that the source of the, the, the deep mutual reverence that I have with my brother and sisters is our parents. The perspective, you know, several years ago, I, we have a family event in the north of Israel and it was too expensive for me to, to drive by my car. So I thought to use a bus. And then my sister from Tel Aviv asked me if I can pick her in my way, uh, and she's and I told her, I, you know, I thought to use um, the bus, so please, please uh, pay uh, half of uh, half of the gas. And When my father heard what I said, he told me what you want the money from your sister this is not this is not how you should uh, behave with your sister how can you imagine to ask a money from a sister and this is the perspective of the parent the perspective of our father and mother demand de- demands us to feel in mutual reverence in a fellowship to our brothers. And this is the meaning of the one God. When God is the father or the mother, the parent of all the human beings, he creates a new kind of sense of equality. Mm -hmm. Because when Equality is only a mere law. Okay, the law said, the law says that I should uh, behave in equality, so I will respect the other, but I will never feel such a brother or sister. This is the very uh, deep contrib- contribution of religion to the meaning of equality. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is this is why, according to Heschel and Martin Luther King, the deepest human dignity comes from the, per, the perspective of God. And this is a very important contribution of the Bible to the to the to the Western civilization. The Western civilization, unfortunately, Killed God, as Nietzsche said. And what? And we lost the perspective of the parent. And we, and we lost the perspective and the of the parent. And we um, think this is the word. We think we think in the in the. Uh, Ethnic, uh, you say In our ethnicity, ethnicity in our uh, specific religion, religions, and 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 Heschel and Martin Luther King call us all the humanity to open our hearts, hearts to to the perspective of our parent of God as the source of the deepest of the deepest feeling of equality this is why a real and a deep faith in one god is the very opposite of racism much more than than a mere a mere, would say, a mere a, a intellectual understanding of a humanism uh, or the law. This is a very unique contribution of of the Bible of the Jewish tradition of Tikkun Olam. Yes, when one God chooses you to be His people, is the is the very opposite of racism. Because when the one God chooses you, He chose you to be His partner in Tikkun Olam. He became the very ethos of your people. The very ethos of your people is not the land of Israel. The very ethos of your people is not the Jewish people. The very ethos of your people is, is even not the Torah. The most important ethos of the Jewish people is that all human beings were created equal. All the human beings are the children of God. And this is your God, not the sea, not the sun, and not the land of Israel. This is the God who calls you for tikkun olam. And this is a very opposite understanding of the chosen people than the racist one. The racist understanding of the chosen people lost the sight of human dignity. As if our God is only our God. As if, uh, as if our God is a Jewish person. No, our God is not a Jewish person. Our God is not even a religious person. Our God is the God who calls every human beings Tikkun olam. You know, one of the problem in Israel, I, I, I work as a translator of Abraham Joshua Heschel's into in Hebrew. And there is one, two words in in his thought that they couldn't find a good Hebrew, modern Hebrew translation for. The words are tikkun olam. What happened in Israel? We lost the the option to translate Tikkun Olam into Hebrew. This is a very deep problem in Israel, that for a lot of Israelis, God is an Israel person. And Heshel, Heshel changed my life when I understood that I lost the sight of human dignity because my ethnicity, because my specific religious understanding. And when I met him through his writings, I believe that you all met him through his writings, he opened my heart heart and mind to the understanding of the one God to God's perspective about human dignity as the most important ethos of the Jewish people. And this is uh, um, for me a very important understanding. Should we read another text, do you want? Uh, I, I will share with you the, the text and maybe we'll, does someone want to read there is a form of yes? There is.
0: there is a excuse me, there is a form of oppression which is more painful and more scathing than physical injury or economic privation. It is public humiliation. What afflicts my conscience is that my face, whose skin happens not to be dark, instead of radiating the likeness of God, has come to be taken as an image of haughty assumption and overbearance, whether justified or not, I, the white man, have become in the eye of others, a symbol of arrogance and pretension, giving offense to other human beings, hurting their pride even without intending it, My very presence inflicting insult. The crime of murder is tangible and punishable by law. The sin of insult is imponderable, invisible, When blood is shed, human eyes see red. When a heart is crushed, it is only God who shares the pain. In the Hebrew language, one word denotes both crimes. Bloodshed is the word that denotes both murder and humiliation. The law demands one should rather be killed than commit murder. Piety demands one should rather commit suicide than offend a person publicly. It is better, the Talmud insists, to throw oneself alive into a burning furnace than to humiliate a human being publicly. He who commits a major sin may repent and be forgiven, but he who offends a person publicly will have no share in the life to come. It is not within the power of God to forgive the sins committed towards men. We must first ask for forgiveness of those whom our society has wronged, before asking for the forgiveness of God. Daily, we patronize institutions which are visible manifestation, manifestations. I'm sorry, there are sirens right outside my
1: window. I think Never mind. Never they Let's continue.
0: They have passed. Daily, we patronize institutions which are visible manifestations of arrogance towards those whose skin differs from mine. Daily, we cooperate with people who are guilty of active discrimination, how long will I continue to be tolerant of even participant in acts of embarrassing and humiliating human beings in restaurants, hotels, buses, or parks, employment agencies, public schools, and universities? One ought rather be be shamed than put others to shame.
1: Well, very, very powerful, and maybe even actual actual paragraphs and but I I want to, to comment only one saying about the tragedy that racism, when you behave as a racist you lose you on your own human dignity. Yes I'm a white man and when my society seem see me and as a white man, my society uh, makes me lose my human my own human dignity because racism is not only a crime against uh, the people who who you behave. To them, in racism, because this is a crime also for your own people. When you look, in uh, if you are a, from one gender and you look on a human being from another gender, from a perspective of elimination, alien, of an unrespect perspective. As an object, as a sexual object, you lose your own human dignity. Yes. When yes when when the the blood shed. Yes, you, 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 you 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 understand what what I try to, to 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 see here to, to comment. Uh, human, the source of human dignity, is in our mutual reverence, in our feeling of brotherhood and sisterhood, that came from our parents' perspective. And when you uh, behave to your brother as an object, uh, 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 you 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 lost your own uh, human dignity. We, we have to. We have to 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 end in two minutes. Uh, does someone want to, to say to, to to ask? Yes. Thank you, Enid, for your comment in the chat. Thank you. another one would uh, want to say or to, to ask or maybe we will read another paragraph. Actually, is so powerful. Anyone? Please. Enid, unmute myself, do you want to read? You should unmute yourself. Please, please unmute yourself. We can't hear you. Maybe another one wants to read, wants to read. Geoffrey, please. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll continue. Thank go. You. The, uh, the, prophet's, the prophet's great contribution to humanity was the discovery of the evil of indifference. One may be decent and sinister, pious and sinful. The prophet is a person who suffers the harm done to others. Wherever a crime is committed, it is as if the prophet were the victim and the prey. The prophet's angry words cry. The wrath of God is a lamentation. All prophecy is one great exclamation. God is not indifferent to evil. He is always concerned. He is personally affected by what man does to man. He is a God of
1: pathos. Thank you, thank you. We, we have no time, I just want to show you again that God is the very opposite of indifference. God is the source of mutual reverence. God is the source of, of human dignity that stems from brotherhood and sisterhood. And this is why God is the very opposite of indifference. How can you behave in indifference to your brother? It's a crime to, to behave in indifference to your brother. And this is a very the, uh, the great comp- contribution to humanity of the prophets, according to Hesha. All right, we have to we have to finish. Thank you, everybody, for come for. for for participation and please please uh, come back next week next week we will celebrate the bat mitzvah for our daughter before our class and i hope i will thank you thank you and i i hope i can teach after her reading in the torah (laughs) thank you
3: Great. Thank you. Very, thank
0: thank you. you very much. Thank you to everyone for joining today on Zoom, on Drisha Live, and on Facebook. Um, I do want to give a quick plug to continuing Drisha's fall programming, which will be on Sunday at 10 a.m. by Rabbi David Silber with a class series titled Your Name Shall Be Great, The Abraham Narrative. And in addition to this one and the Abraham Joshua Heschel class, we have many going on right now. So please go to our website at www.joresha.org classes for all of that information. And um, thank you again, Dr. Bundy, for a powerful
1: moving lesson today. Thank you.